Good afternoon, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson, welcoming you to the March 17th edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Today's show is brought to you via the generous support of the Security Federal Bank and my consulting firm, Janice Allen Jackson and Associates. If you missed last week's show or any other show, please go to my website. That is JaniceAllenJackson.Weebly.com. And there you can learn more about the services that I provide to my clients, as well as listen to any show that I have done over the past year. And yes, that's right. It's been one year of Local Matters, and I am still celebrating that anniversary. And I so much appreciate you being a part of the Local Matters family. In addition, I would also invite you to support Local Matters and Security Federal by examining their offerings. They offer financial counseling for people, whether or not they are current customers of the bank, and as well, they are offering the Paycheck Protection Program to churches, self-employed individuals, small business owners, etc. So please contact them to see how they can serve you. As you know, I think all of my guests are special. Uh, so I have another special guest today, and that is Stephen Kendrick. He is officially our Richmond County Tax Commissioner, but he serves many other roles in our community, and I am so pleased to have him with us today. How are you doing today, Stephen? I'm doing very well. Thank you for, thank you for having me. Thank you for being a part of the Local Matters family. Once you're on once, I consider you a part of the family, so that means that you are in. <laughs> Um, there are um, things that I'm sure the general public does not know about you. Uh, so if you could just sort of give us an overview of Stephen's background before he was elected as tax commissioner in, I believe, 2008. Is that right? Uh, elected 2008, taken off, took office in 2009. All right. Tell us, what were you doing before then? Well, um, prior to that, of course, I am a um, Gusta Richmond County product. I went to Richmond County Public Schools, um, um, Westside High School, where I graduated from. Went to Florida A&M University, graduated there, um, magna cum laude in 1991. Went on to grad school, got an MBA, uh, finished there in 1992. Worked for uh, a couple of corporate uh, entities, uh, Hallmark Cars in Kansas City, Worked for Merck Pharmaceuticals, worked for Geigy Pharmaceuticals, uh, Novartis Pharmaceuticals as a public, um, as a sales rep. Uh, and then um, have done uh, some other jobs uh, with the family business. Uh, my uh, family owns a local business called Augusta Blueprint and served as an officer in that business. And we at one point had a uh, printing business in Atlanta called Creative Colors uh, that I worked for as well. Uh, also served as a professor, continued to at uh, Augusta University and Payne College. Um, I'm also a real estate instructor. I teach um, um, licensees or pre-licensees to become real estate agents. Uh, and um, as you mentioned, I am also the tax commissioner. So those are all the 
educational and paid gigs. And of course, I do a lot of other different things in the community as a part of my community service. All right. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, you were very actively engaged in a number of pursuits before you became an elected official. Um, and a lot of times I think people don't appreciate uh, the background that many of our elected officials come into office with. So thanks for sharing that with our listeners. Uh, since you have been Richmond County Tax Commissioner, uh, there are a number of changes that you have made to that particular office. Uh, just from my own experience, I know those changes in many cases were designed to, uh, I saw two things, but you comment on this. One was professionalizing the office. Um, as you described to me when we first met, there were a lot of things you had to do to sort of bring it up technology-wise and so forth. And also, you all have become really actively engaged in community service activities, you know, coat giveaways and things like that. So can you just sort of speak to uh, what you saw when you came into the office and what you said, gosh, this is the first thing, second thing, third thing I got to get done in order to get this to the place where I want it? Sure, absolutely. Thanks for that question, because. Uh, that indeed to me was the foundation uh, of where we are today. When uh, I first arrived in the office in 2008, uh, end of 2008, beginning of 2009, I saw a group of employees who had been here a number of years, but it had become stagnant in its customer service duties and its technology. And sometimes in organizations, uh, you have that happen. And so there was much opportunity to make sure we could motivate employees and let them know that there was potentially something we could do that was better and more, um, I guess, responsive to our community at large. So it started with the customer service aspect. Um, we had employees who worked in government and by and large believed in that theory that a lot of people think about government workers, which is there are people who got these jobs because they couldn't find anything else. And instead, we had an incredible uh, array of talent and um, people who just needed to have a, a way to showcase what they could do. And so started, part of it became motivating those employees and showing them what we could be if we changed what our attitude was and how we treated the public and how we engaged the public. So we worked on an effort to do that. We trained people a lot more. We worked on our customer service skills. A lot of people presume that everybody has those. But believe it or not, customer service skills can be taught. There are tactics and strategies to doing that. And so we worked on that a lot. Um, we also helped and enhanced our technology. A lot of times people didn't want to come in our office because our facilities were so hard. So we worked on making sure technologically people could work with us and engage with us without having to come into the office. So there was a lot of attention paid to um, doing work online. Believe it or not, when I got here, you couldn't pay property taxes online. That was um, 12 years ago. And so we <clears throat> brought that into uh, the new age. Most recently, we have created a kiosk system where you can go to Kroger and pay your tax bill. Um, just a number of things that we look to do to try to make sure that technologically, your ability to engage with us was as easy and trouble-free. Uh, I always told them, you want to make sure if you're collecting money, make it easy for people to pay. Make it sure that you're happy when they're paying make it a, a type of transaction that people will enjoy because most people don't enjoy giving away their money. 
And so in this instance, we try to make it easy, make it uh, engaging, and make it something that uh, at least is tolerable by the public. And uh, I think we've done a pretty good job there. All right, very good, thank you. And there is one thing I also want to clarify because I know people get this confused all the time. You are the tax collector. You don't decide what people pay. You just collect what somebody else tells you they're supposed to pay. That is that is indeed correct. As a matter of fact, on the front of my brochures, it is the first bullet point on every brochure we have that the tax commissioner's office is not responsible for what you pay. We are primarily responsible for the um, billing, accounting, collecting, and distribution of those dollars to the governing entities who have assessed the taxes. In most, and in our town, that is the school board, and of course our local government. In some instances, the state government does some collections right now, they're not levying a tax locally, but all tax commissions around the state are not in any way responsible for what you pay or the value of your home. But we are just the government collectors that are selected by the citizens to be the fiduciary responsible persons of those monies. Uh, and so I'm always proud to tell people when they say, you, you, you increased my taxes. I said, no, I didn't. I collected those taxes but I can point you in the direction to the people who had the most to do with what you pay, which is the assessor's office and either the commission or the school board. Okay. All right. Very good. Thanks for that uh, clarification. Cause yeah, I think uh, when they get the bill and it says Richmond County tax commission, they just figure they can come fuss at you, right? They do, they do, they do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, if we uh, shift gears just a little bit, uh, and talk about some of the community service activities that uh, you have been involved in. Um, the first thing that comes to mind for me is the Augusta Youth Leadership Program. Uh, I have two kids who went through that program when they were juniors in high school. And uh, it was a wonderful opportunity for them to meet kids from other schools and to learn more about just what it takes to make a community. You know, they talked about healthcare and Augusta's history and uh, a whole bunch of other topics. Can you just tell us where the idea to start that initiative came from? Sure. So uh, Youth Leadership Augusta uh, is a program, as you mentioned, for juniors in high school. Uh, it represents not only uh, Augusta, Richmond County, but actually our area. Uh, we allow students from Columbia County, Burke County, North Augusta to become involved as well. Um, it is modeled at the Leadership Augusta's program. It is a, a themed day program where once monthly these students come together and are led through projects and uh, days that allow them to become more engaged in the community. Uh, you mentioned Healthcare Day. That is one of the days in which we would bring those students together and put them in front of healthcare professionals, take them to some of the local facilities that provide healthcare, and have an overall discussion of how healthcare in our community is a part of the fabric of living in Augusta, Georgia. Um, youth Leadership is a program that actually started in the uh, 70s, uh, but it was actually uh, I guess for lack of a better term, um, closed down in the 80s um, because they couldn't find a way to finance it. 
And so there was a large period of time in which Augusta didn't have a youth leadership program. And when I went through the Leadership Augusta program as an adult, I noticed that Columbia County had a youth leadership program still. And so I approached the board and said that I would like to start that program back. And um, with their blessing, uh, I, in 2003, put that program back together and have run that program for uh, now, I guess, uh, at 17 years in making sure that the students in this area have an experience that allows them to engage in healthcare, criminal justice, uh, and uh, economic development, uh, community development, and all those types of things. And so uh, we're quite proud that um, almost two decades worth of delivering those types of programs to the students, predominantly in Richmond County, of the 40 plus students we take every year, uh, about 30 to 35 of them come from Richmond County, but we're certainly not exclusionary, but the basis for our program is here, and those students are continuing to get this opportunity much like yours did. Okay. Yeah, it was a great opportunity uh, and they really enjoyed it and they felt kind of adult. You know, they felt like they were doing adult things at the same time learning a lot. So it really is a, a wonderful uh, program for our community. Um, and that is part of, if I'm not mistaken, from my check of your website, that is a part of the uh, E. Three Leadership Institute, is that right? Or E3 Leadership Program? Can you explain just kind of what that is and how the Youth Leadership Program fits under that umbrella as well as the other things that are under that umbrella? Well, sure. The E3 Leadership Foundation is a foundation I created in 2007. Uh, it is the umbrella organization for a number of programs and projects that we either fund or plan or both. Youth Leadership is a program that the E3 Leadership Foundation members plan and partially fund along with a number of other initiatives. And again, we split our day, our um, organization into programs and projects. And so Youth Leadership would be one of our programs along with um, Project Impact, which is a program for um, high school males in our county. Uh, we have the Talent 10th program, which is an emerging leader program primarily um, for um, young emerging leaders who don't have the time to really get involved or we're looking for a weekend program or something to get involved in, we do that. Um, and then we have several projects that we're working on. Uh, I'm sure at some point we may talk about Augusta's Agenda Project. Um, we have several um, projects that are um, on the books that we're gonna come out with. Our Distinguished Leadership Program is coming uh, and several others. So. Uh, I'm prepared to talk about any of those, but the foundation itself is the umbrella organization that funds and then lends the um, people and manpower to the management of those programs and projects. Okay. And so, and you are set up as a nonprofit, mm -hmm. uh, which means that you accept donations, right? We do. We accept donations. We apply for grants. Uh, we don't have any paid employees. All the money uh, as it stands right now goes to the programming of uh, the programs and projects we do. And so we are surely in, uh, willing to accept any donations we can, uh, but we've been pretty much able to do most of it through grants. We're pretty aggressive in trying to pursue those, um, but we try to use the kindness of a lot of the organizations in the community that help us as well. And so 
Um, we're looking to expand and do uh, a lot of other things, but um, we are a nonprofit and uh, you do receive um, uh, those benefits if you donate to our organization. Okay. All right. Uh, excellent. That's excellent background because a lot of times we'll see something happen and we just don't understand what the background, you know, what's happening in the background in order to be able to make those things take place. So thankful. Thank you for that background. Um, another thing that's a part of that that you just referenced was the Augustus Agenda Project. Um, I first heard about it, I think, on the, the news, uh, I think at some point during the early voting period, there were people at the polls handing out information related to that, and that drew the ire of some. And then later on, uh, I received at least a couple of uh, robocalls asking, you know, to for participation, hey, we want to hear from you, da 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 And I think I've received at least one mailing. Um, and I'm sure if I have, that means other people have too. So please tell us, you know, the background behind that, what the information is used for, and 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 how it really is uh, going to be used by E3. So, um, you know, I'm one of those, you know, we live in a community in which everybody talks about what they want to do and what we should be doing. And I just was raised on trying to make sure we actually get out there and do something. And so after having some conversation with some state level officials and talking about how they needed to help Augusta, the question was posed back to me, what exactly does Augusta need? And I said more specifically to that leader that we need for our African-American community those who are doing uh, or struggling the most amongst us to really get uh, um, some support and a jump start. And again, the question was asked to me, how do we do that? And so it forced me to stop coming to grips with whether or not we had a firm, uh, I guess, theory or agenda for what our community needed. And so I set out on a mission. I spoke with... Um, over 100 local leaders, over 200 hours of meetings with pastors and civic leaders, um, um, with government leaders, all asking the question, what exactly are the most pressing issues in Augusta, Georgia? And out of that came about 15 topics that were continuously coming up. So I took the opportunity to start to look at how to tackle that. Uh, and then uh, at the same time, was coming along the program I was creating called the Talent Intent. Well, the Talent Intent is a group of, as I mentioned earlier, uh, emerging group of young leaders who are looking to become more community involved and had asked me to, to uh, take them through a class-like program to do so. So I decided to merge the two ideas together. I took the 15 young folks from the Talent Intent program and the 15 topics from our Augustus Agenda and assign each one of those uh, young and emerging leaders one of those topics to go do some intensive research on. And not the type of research that you can just do on Google, where you can just Google it and say, what's the uh, information out there? We challenge them to go deeper and take those topics and dig in and find out not only was there an awareness issue and a lack of as it relates to it, but were there any possible solutions to it that we could start to talk about and make uh, some changes in our community from. And so what has emerged 
is this group of dynamic um, young leaders are actually digging into these projects. They're getting calls from people who want to know about the expertise that they are gaining. We didn't claim them to be subject matter experts when they started. What they were claiming to be was people who were interested enough to go and figure it out. And so I'll give you a, for instance, uh, veteran and senior care was one of the things that a lot of the pastors and people we talked to, they said, is an issue in our community and where do veterans and seniors go to take advantage of all the things that we talk about are, are available to them. Well, this particular project was taken on by someone who is taking that to the next level, who's looking to create a portal to combine all of that information in one place so that someone can go and find out how to get information from the Blue Goose, how to get information from the VA, how to get information from AARP, but to go to all one site to figure that information out. And several things are spawning from this. There's a young lady who's gonna be on a call tomorrow, the lady who's doing healthcare access and holistic health. She's been called and asked to speak to the CSRA Federation of Nurses so that she can talk about what she's doing. And so what it has done, it has pushed these young folks into the community because you and I know when we worked here, uh, when you worked here with us, there's always this uh, lack of understanding from that next generation that we need to come into these places to be able to fill the shoes and help us lead government in this community. There's just not enough exposure for them. And so what we were trying to do is gain them this exposure. And it looks like some of that's happened. Okay. All right. Very good. If people want to learn more or have information or ideas that they want to share with the leaders of those various areas, what do they need to do? Um, first thing they can do is go to uh, the website of Augusta's Agenda. We have our own website for that program. and It's augustasagenda.com. And on that website, there's a contact form for you to enter some information and also participate in the survey in which we're still collecting information. We've set a date to end that survey collection uh, at the end of April. We're asking people to continue to provide feedback. Um, starting when we can gather again, we're going to get back out uh, and start to gather people together to talk about these, uh, this information we've collected and start to look for solutions. So again, augustasagenda.com is the website, or they can go to E3 Augusta and find out about all our programs. All right, very good. Um, as you look at where we are as a community, and you know, you participated in another forum uh, with the Greater Augusta's Interfaith Coalition a couple of weeks ago. And one of the themes that I heard from you was, Everybody talks about Augusta's great potential, but we've been talking about that for decades. Um, and I have similar thinking. I mean, we've been talking about that for decades. I think we have to start coming to terms with why we have not realized the potential that everybody agrees that we have. And can you just illuminate um, that, that, that thought, you know, just kind of you know, what is going on with us that we keep talking about our potential rather than our accomplishments and where we can be? Well, I think one of the primary problems for Augusta is that we as a community, we work in silos. And I think that every group that's working works amongst and within their group, but there's not, a not, there's not enough connectivity between the groups. And what I mean is you have government, you have the religious community, you have the civic community, you have neighborhood associations. The connectivity that's required for communities to really feel like they're together 
and that they are really working together doesn't exist. And that happens uh, to the extent as to where we never can move forward in the same direction because everybody's going in a different direction. I don't think there's a common vision. I don't think Augustus decided what it wants to be. I think um, if you ask 10 different people what is Augusta best known for, you get 10 different answers. If you ask 10 different people what, what does Augusta need to be looking to do as it looks to grow, you get 10 different answers. And I think that is part of the problem in that there's not been an effective way to bring all of those groups together to say, let's talk about if we are we a retirement community? Are we a tourist community? Are we a community that is an urban city or a suburban community? All of those things go into developing a persona, an image, a vision. We're known for golf. And for uh, us, Augusta is a pie that is a lot more in the Masters Tournament in golf. And yet we've not done a great job in expanding that vision and applying something so that we're proud when our friends and family come from out of town to visit and we say, hey, I'm coming to Augusta, we can proudly say, well, guess what? While you're here, this is what we're about. That doesn't exist today. And I think it should. Augusta is a top 100 city uh, and area, our region uh, in this country. Our region is bigger than the Savannah region or the Columbus region or the Macon region. We are performing though, like we are a small town because of the connectivity. And so I'm just a firm believer that um, we are on the way to finding um, the right people to connect together, to all finally get on one page and take Augusta in the right direction. And so uh, I'm committed to it. Uh, I've been trying to do it as tax commissioner uh, for the last 12 years, and I'll continue to do it as far as I can, connecting people and ideas. I've been pretty successful at doing that so far. Okay. All right. Very good. We are almost at the end of our time. Uh, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners before we close out? Well, I just want, I want to thank you for uh, what you're doing in, in this um, type of uh, information gathering and providing for the community. I think it's necessary. I think it allows people to get a better clarity on what people are actually out there doing. Uh, and it's just, um, uh, we're fortunate to have you here, back here in this community. You left for a little bit. You went, you went away from home, but you came back. Uh, it's good to have you here and keep you here. And, um, and using that skill set um, to continue to motivate and improve the community. I'm sure great things are in store for you. Um, um, as we know, we can have a plan. Uh, God laughs at what we think our plans are. So maybe there's something in uh, plan for you as well. Uh, to help Augusta do even better because I just think we can be uh, much better than where we are. Thank you so much. This has been Stephen Kendrick. He is our Richmond County Tax Commissioner. I hope you've enjoyed uh, hearing uh, some of his thoughts, not only about his office, but where we are as a community. Please tune in next week when my special guest will be Mr. Jack Weinstein. He is president of the Augusta Jewish Museum. That museum is currently under construction in the 500 block of Telfair Street in downtown Augusta. It is being housed in a former government building and will include various exhibits and educational opportunities in order to help us develop a better understanding of the history and culture of 
Jewish people, not only in Augusta, but also in South Carolina as a part of the Central Savannah River area. As you know, with local matters, it's always an opportunity to learn something and to be exposed to some things. I happen to be someone who just loves museums. So I really look forward to this conversation with Mr. Weinstein so that you can learn more about what Augusta has to offer. In the meantime, please don't hesitate to stop by our favorite community development financial institution, and that is the Security Federal Bank with 17 locations between Columbia, South Carolina and Columbia County, Georgia. I close with my favorite Bible verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net, because local matters.